Welcome to the Life Melbourne podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. How are we doing today? Everybody online, it's so good to have you joining us today. Praying for a few of us that are unwell at the moment, be healed in Jesus' Name. But it is so good to have everybody here in the room with us. And this week has been pretty amazing because our amazing Judy has turned 70 this week. How amazing is that? Judy right here on the front row. And I love Brian and Judy because they are just so young in spirit. And it just goes to show that age has nothing to do with the years that we live, but it's about the spirit that we carry. And I just love the spirit that these guys carry. Thank you for the investment into who we are as a church. You are amazing. Such an integral part of who we are. So we love you very much. Why don't we give Judy a hand? But it is, it is great to be in church today on this cold, almost winter. Can you believe we are almost in winter? It feels like in Melbourne, you go from like, it felt like autumn was a touch of like summer and then you just drop into winter very severely. But I know that God is just really gonna move today. I have a word in my spirit that I know He has given me. And I just really feel like even as I'm speaking today, that there's just gonna be breakthrough that's gonna happen in people's lives. No, we had an amazing lady a couple of weeks uh, come along to church for the very first time. She'd never been to life before. And as she was sitting in worship, she's had major back issues. And as she's sitting in worship, just in God's presence, her back was instantly healed just in the middle of worship because it's God's presence. When it touches our lives, it's, it's what changes us. And we're gonna have an amazing ministry moment that I'm gonna lead into soon. I'm gonna speak for a short amount of time. Then we're gonna go into a ministry moment. I just really believe there's gonna be freedom for people today. So I pray that we get our hearts ready and that we just are open to God speaking and just lifting things from our lives today. So God, I just thank You for what You are gonna do. God, I thank You that You are here in the midst of us. And when You're in the midst of us, God, there's breakthrough. And I just pray for freedom right now in the mighty Name of Jesus. I pray that weights would be lifted, that burdens would be lifted. God, that we would see as You see, that we would hear as You hear, that God, no weapon of the enemy, God would rob what You're wanting to do in this moment. And we just ask for all those that are online, for those in the building right now, God, that we would hear You, that You would bring breakthrough in our lives. In the mighty Name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you, team. You can take a seat. <clears throat> we can get the team a better hand than that. Why don't we thank them, eh? They're, they're amazing. <clears throat> well, we are in this series at the moment of who do you say that I am? Who is Jesus? And I, I really love this series because there are so many different perceptions that we can have of Jesus. And without realising it or not, those perceptions can come from our life experience, things that we have been through. They can come from things that other people have said about who Jesus is and not necessarily the truth of who our God is, the truth of who our Saviour is. And that's why I love these times in church where we can get around the Word of God and we can actually discover what Jesus says about who He is, how He has described Himself and get a greater revelation in who we are and who our God is and actually outwork 
our lives through that. And I love that one of the ways that Jesus used to describe himself was one that was a burden bearer, a burden bearer. And that is what I wanna speak about today, how Jesus is the burden bearer. It says in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30, and Jesus is speaking, he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn So take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden, it is light. Now I love that scripture because it says that He is the one that gives us rest. Sometimes I think our perception of Jesus can be that taskmaster that is there just to hold a certain standard for us to lift ourselves to. How many people come into church thinking like that? Like there's this bar that I've got to be reached before I'm made right with God. But actually the Bible talks about the righteousness of God actually coming simply from our faith in Him, from our trust in Him. Righteousness actually just means right, being right in God. And that can only come through our faith and our trust and our belief in Him. It's nothing that we earn on our own. So Jesus is actually saying here, I am the rest that you need. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you the rest that you're looking for, which is good news in the world that we live in today. Because I don't know about you, but more than ever before, the world that we live in is pressured. There is pressure all around us. I mean, the great resignation that is happening off the back of COVID. Uh, Our Australian employment um, rates are 38% higher than what they were because there's just so many job opportunities that are out there now. Because there's just a sense people are wanting to escape pressure. I wanna choose lifestyle over a job situation. Terms like burnout are being used more than ever before. I just, again, and mental health is at an all-time high. And there's just this sense of a wanting to escape pressure, wanting to escape fresh uh, stress, this overwhelming feeling that we have. But I love that Jesus says, hey guys, the answer isn't in just escaping pressure. The answer isn't just in escaping stress. The answer is actually in how we walk it out and how we carry it. Because he says here, I love what Jesus says in John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. He says it like it is, guys, we're gonna have trouble. There is gonna be pressure. There is gonna be stress. But then he says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So the answer isn't in trying to escape. The answer isn't just in trying to live our lives and then escape on Netflix every night because we just wanna not kind of be attached to our reality. No, the answer is in living with Jesus Christ, the one who can carry our burdens, the one who wants us to live in freedom, the one who wants us to live from that posture of rest. But see, so often I find the greatest challenge that I have is that I can just fall into the trap of trying too hard of carrying things too much on my own, of just wanting my own control so much that I actually don't live in the rest that Jesus has called me to live in. I think a great example of 
the whole thing of trying is we recently went to New Zealand for a, a week and a half and it was a bit of a whirlwind trip, catching up with family because we hadn't seen them for over the years, speaking at our, our services, our Auckland services on Sunday and then at staff retreat, our New Zealand staff retreat as well. And then Craig um, was so gracious and came back early to look after church for the Sunday, which was awesome. He actually did it so I could have more time with family. And I thought, you know, I'll have an extra day in NZ with the kids and me, and then we'll come back on the Monday. And so the only flight, though, that Qantas had was a six o'clock flight in the morning. It's the only flight they had. So I booked it thinking, you know what, we'll be fine. Uh, Easy, our youngest, like he's the one that's hard work on a plane, but he will sleep because it's so early. He's three and a half years old. Actually, he's actually four on Saturday and I have done nothing to organise his birthday. So that is this week's task. (laughs) So he's almost four. I need to get that into my head. You've almost got a four-year-old. And so we're coming back on the plane. We had to wake up at 3.30. New Zealand time, which is 1.30 a.m. our time. And so we get through the airport. It's a bit of a mission. Get on the plane. And I'm thinking to myself, my plan is just easy. It's going to fall asleep and it's going to be good. But he was so overtired, there was no falling asleep. And I tell you, it was like I had a different child. My beautiful, easy boy was just this absolute terror. He did not want to sit still. He did not want to watch a movie. He just wanted to play with his cars. And that is very hard to do in a confined space on a plane. And I was just doing everything I possibly could to quiet him down. I'm like, do you want orange juice? Your dad isn't here. It's fine to give you juice. Usually we don't give him juice. But I'm like, take the juice, whatever you want just to keep you quiet and then juice is everywhere it's flown everywhere all over me all over our baggage like he's just being a terror and there's one point when the lady in front of me kind of stands up and turns around and just gives me this judgmental look you know that look and I'm like in that moment I'm like you don't want to mess with me and these words came out of my mouth to her I just looked up at her and said I'm trying I'm trying That's all I can do right now. I'm failing miserably as a mother, but I am trying. And eventually after kind of stroking easy, holding him down, pinning him down, he ended up falling asleep and it was all good. And I text Craig at the end of that flight, I'm never ever doing that flight again. We are never doing that flight. You're on it next time. But I remember just this sense, those words coming out, I am trying. And how often do we feel like that in life? God, I'm trying. I'm trying here. I'm trying with my work, with my business. I'm trying to be the Christian that you've called me to be. I'm trying to be the spouse that you want me to be. I'm trying to be the parent that you want me to be. I'm trying to be the friend that you want me to be. I'm trying to be the person that you want me to be. God, I'm trying. And you know what? God doesn't want us to live from that place. Jesus is saying here very clearly in his word, guys, it's not meant to be like that. I don't want you to live from a place where you're just trying and striving. No, I've got a better way. And that way is operating from my peace. Don't you love our God? Isn't he just amazing? Not struggling on our own. No, he promises us victory. He promised us that we are more than overcomers because of him who loves us. And I just love the picture of this reality that Jesus gives us in John 6, verse 16 to 21. And it's when evening came, his disciples went down to the lake 
They got into a boat and set off across the, the lake for Capernaum. And now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three to four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. And as I read that scripture this week, I really felt like it was a prophetic word for a lot of us. Like we feel like we're in a place where we're in the middle of a storm, just struggling on our own, like the disciples were, rowing on our own, battling the currents on our own, battling the winds on our own. And Jesus comes walking to us and He's like, guys, it's me. And Scripture says, because they were willing to take Him into the boat, they immediately reached their destination. How often do we fall in the trap of battling to get to our destination on our own and our own striving and our own efforts. And Jesus is like, guys, the answer is, isn't in getting to your destination point. The answer is inviting me into the boat with you. It's not about striving, it's about inviting. Come on, who are we inviting into our situation? Because we have the God of the universe that is just waiting there, waiting to be invited to do it with us. And I have a real sense that if some of us would get this revelation, this morning where there's going to be immediately that are going to happen because we invite the Saviour of the universe into our worlds rather than struggling on our own. Come on, we've got to get our framework right. The answer is in the invitation. It's not in trying more. It's not in our own effort, but Jesus, I'm willing to bring you in. And as we do that, there's going to be an immediately that's going to happen. I feel like God's wanting to bring breakthrough into businesses here. There's gonna be immediately with businesses. I feel like He's wanting to bring breakthrough with marriages. There's gonna be immediately with kids in our world that don't know Jesus. There's gonna be immediately that's gonna happen because it's about inviting Jesus into this situation. When we do that, all strife goes and Jesus comes and brings the answer and immediately happens. So what I wanna do today is actually look at stop, stopping the striving. Does it sound good? So I don't know about you, but I don't like striving. Let's stop the striving. And the first thing we've got to do is we've got to choose the right pursuit. And we're just going to break down the Scripture in Matthew 11 a little bit more. Choose the right pursuit. The first part of that Scripture says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's this whole thing of choosing Him, choosing Jesus. Like I said, inviting Him in. There are so many things that we can get caught up pursuing, chasing after. So many things that the world would want us to fall into the temptation of pursuing our career, our own achievement, our own value through how other people see us, people pleasing. All these things that we can just get consumed with. But Jesus is like, guys, the answer is in me, pursuing me, following me, putting Jesus at the center. I love that. In Exodus 33, Jesus, uh, the Lord says in verse 14 to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. It is only when we walk with His presence that we find true rest. It does not matter what we go through. When we have His presence, we have rest. I mean, an amazing example of this is, I was reading about it last night. One of my favorite hymns is, that him turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face 
and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. It's this beautiful hymn. And most people know it here. Most of us know it. And the woman that actually wrote that hymn, her name was Helen Lemmer. She was this beautifully gifted songwriter and musician. And she had a, a great, seemingly a great marriage, great husband, great career. But at an age of about 45, she ended up getting um, sick with an illness that led to total blindness. And her husband couldn't handle the fact of living with a blind wife, so he left her, she lost her career, and she was just left to write poetry and bring it to music. And her friends would come and help her record different moments. And she would say this to her friends when she was asked, how are you? And she would say, I am fine in the things that count. And out of that revelation, she, brought, she wrote that beautiful hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, Look Full in His Wonderful Face, and all these other things will grow strangely dim. What a beautiful posture, what a beautiful way to live your life from. And I think a, a great passage of Scripture that goes into this more is the story of Mary and Martha. Many of you will know it. In Luke 10, verse 38 to 42, and it's a passage of Scripture that has always challenged me because to be honest, I find myself more of a Martha, more busy doing the work, and I have constantly been challenged by this. Jesus said to His disciples, as they continued on to His way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomes Him into their home. And His sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what He taught, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset about all these details, but there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Gosh, I love that. There is one thing worth being concerned about. Imagine if we got the one thing worth being concerned about matter, mattering, mattering in our life. Imagine if as Martha, you know, Martha, I think she got, she had Jesus in the peripheral. Mary had Jesus at the centre. And how often is it? I think this is an amazing revelation for us to have Jesus in the peripheral because our worries and our concerns take centre stage. We're distracted by many things. And then we go to Jesus because He's still there in the background. And we're like, Jesus, would you just help us out here? Like Martha did with Jesus. And Jesus is like, mate, you got things around the wrong way. I need to come back to being the centre. And as you do that, everything else works itself out. There is just this example after example after example of this in Scripture. I mean, the, the amazing passage in Luke's, uh, Matthew 6, that talks about do not worry. It says, do not worry because you have a heavenly Father that so loves you and is concerned about all these other things. And often we just stop there. But the passage of Scripture goes on, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You know the answer to our worry? It's seeking Him first. So every time we go down that channel of worrying about something, it's seeking Him first. God, I'm not gonna turn to worry. I'm not gonna turn to all these other things that could distract me, that could take my attention, that could take my gaze from you. No, Jesus, I choose you. Because as I choose you, the outcome that I'm looking for, the destination, it's in your hands. So I choose you. Come on, it's a matter of seeking. See, I love what Louis Giglio says, the key to living untangled from anxiety is not a plan, but a person. That person is Jesus. 
Come on, we can have all the great therapy, counselling, all the great thought patterns in the world, but if we are not sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ, none of it matters. Come on, Mary knew the answer. She knew the answer was sitting at the feet of Jesus, which was a posture of a disciple. Sitting there, receiving from His teaching, being in His presence, hearing His Word. And it's that posture that Jesus is looking for in us. And you know what? We can read a passage like this, and if you're anything like me, I read and I'm like, well, that's just not reality. You know, you're asking me just to live this hippie-free Christian life where I'm just sitting at the feet of Jesus, but I've got things to do. But you know, it's not actually about what we do with our lives. It's the posture that we operate from. And see, one posture is from striving like Martha was, busy and concerned about all these other things. They're taking center stage. Jesus is in the peripheral. But Mary had Jesus at the center. And because of that, she operated from rest. You know, there's a way of operating that Jesus wants us to walk in that is about His presence, that's about Him taking center stage, everything coming back to Him. And as we do that, it's amazing the freedom that it leads us into. See, striving is about operating from our strength. Following Jesus, that posture of rest, is about operating in His strength. Striving is about our performance. Following Jesus is about what we're producing. Come on, like Jesus says in John, remain in me and then you will be a fruit. You can't do anything that is substantial without me. Striving is about self-promotion. Following is about magnifying Jesus. Striving is about proving ourselves. Following is about Him proving Himself through us. Striving is about people pleasing. Following is about pleasing Him. Come on, we're never gonna win by pleasing people. But how amazing is that Jesus? He says, all you need to do to please me is have faith in me, believe in me. That's all we need to do. We're set up for a win. How amazing is our God? Striving is about our value being in what we do. Come on, some of us need to hear this today. Following, being at the feet of Jesus is about getting our value in Him. So what's the posture that we're operating from? Is it striving or is our concern about following Jesus? And as we do that, we operate from that posture of rest. So the practicals and how do we operate from rest really quickly is we've got to turn every worry into a prayer. Imagine if we did that, how transformed our lives would be. Instead of dwelling on worries, God, I'm going to turn this into a prayer. Jesus, would you move in this area? Philippians um, 4, verse 6 to 7 in the message version is a beautiful passage of Scripture that you can look into your own time that just highlights it. The second thing is we've got to protect our Sabbath. Prioritizing His house, being in His presence, saying, you know what, Sunday is my day, God. I'm pursuing you. I'm putting you first. Third thing is cement our devotion time. As she start every day, God, I'm choosing you. I'm being in your presence. It's not about ticking the box as a Christian. It's about starting our day in His presence. And I know sometimes we can look for perfection in that, like it's got to look like this, but I want to encourage us. Sometimes for me, it's being up with my kids, but it's putting worship music on. It's sitting and reading my Bible with my kids. It doesn't have to be a perfect setting, an ideal setting, but it's starting our day in the presence of God. The fourth thing is it's simple as believing. Hebrews 4 verse 3 says, For only we who believe can enter His rest. It's a believing matter. And the last thing in stopping the striving is we've got to choose trust over control. Trust over control. 
Like Matthew 11 says, the second part of it, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think it's interesting that in that passage of Scripture, Jesus would say, when it comes to freedom, living light, that He wouldn't say, guys, just cast off all restriction. Like just live free. Take off all burdens off yourself, all yokes off yourself, like run free. Just run into your freedom. He doesn't say that. He says, come, be yoked to me. And as you are yoked to me, there you find freedom. There you find rest. You know, just to give us context with the yoke in Old Testament times, a yoke would be used to put two animals together to do work. And an older animal, a more experienced animal, would often be put with a younger animal and the older animal would bear the, br- the brute of the weight, would show the younger one how it's done. And how beautiful in that passage that Jesus says to me, take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. How amazing is our God that He came down to our level because of the cross. He came down to our level and He says, guys, come to me, all who are weary, whoever are burdened, be yoked to me. Walk with me, learn from me because I'm humble, I'm gentle in heart. I'm gonna lead you into goodness. You know, the meaning of that when it says easy is actually good. Guys, come to me because I'm good. I'm gonna lead you into freedom. I'm gonna lead you into hope. I'm gonna lead you into goodness. How amazing is our God. He took the weight of our sin. He takes the weight of our wrongs. He takes the weight of our mistakes. He takes the weight of our past. He takes the weight of our failures, our inadequacies, our insecurities. How amazing is our God. How amazing is our Jesus. He takes the weight of them and He says, come and walk alongside me. Let me teach you. Let me lead you because my way, it's good. It's not always easy, but it's good because I've got you in the middle of it. I'm with you. You know, I think sometimes what we do is we end up struggling with the weight because we want our own control. We want things our way. So often pride stops us from being yoked. So we end up struggling with the weight rather than surrendering to the yoke. And Jesus is like, guys, you're getting it back to front. You are never meant to struggle on your own under the weight of it. You're meant to walk with me. And the biggest thing I have felt God saying to me lately is what are you carrying that you don't need to carry? As I want to take you to a deeper place in me greater place in me. Jesus has been saying to me, what are you carrying that you don't need to carry? I feel like He's speaking that to all of us today. What are you carrying that you don't need to carry? Because it's a childlike trust He's looking for. And I think because of the day we live in, because of social media, all the information that we have, the way our culture is going at the moment, that we end up carrying stuff that we're never meant to carry. We end up battling stuff on our own that we're never meant to battle on our own. 
And Jesus is like, guys, come to me, be yoked to me. I've got you. Psalm 131, verse one to three, says these beautiful words, Lord, my heart is not proud. We've got to start with making sure it's not pride that's stopping us from being surrendered to the yoke. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. How beautiful is that picture? You know, our God is never gonna set us up for a fail. It's the other thing Jesus has been saying to me. Nads, have I ever set you up for a fail? I got you. I got you. Trust me more. Walk with me more. Let me walk you to delightful places as you trust in me. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have an amazing ministry time right now. We're gonna, our team's gonna lead us in worship. Team, if you could join me, please. And we're just gonna open up this altar is a place where we can just come and bring what we're not meant to carry. The things that are weighing us down, the burdens that we know that we're carrying that we're not meant to carry. And we're just gonna bring them into a, to the altar and someone's gonna stand with us, a leader's gonna stand with us and pray for us. And we're just gonna believe for the Holy Spirit just to come in an amazing way and just to lift the weight of those things. That we would know in a new measure who walks with us, the God, Jesus, our Saviour, the one who is worthy, who is walking with us. And I really believe for all those who are at home as well, this is gonna be an amazing moment for you as well. It's just where we're in worship that Jesus is gonna come alongside us. I just get a picture of this right now for many of us. He's gonna come alongside us. He's just gonna lift the weight of things and you're gonna find a new freedom in Him right now. So why don't we all stand to our feet? Jesus, I thank You for this moment. And I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that You would lift the weight of things that we are not called to carry. God, I just pray right now is that as we let pride go, our own independence, our own control, as we let it go right now, and we come to Your feet like Mary, and we just say, Jesus, have all of us. Jesus, have Your way. We give those things to You. We lay those things at the feet of Jesus and we choose instead to be yoked to You. Yoked to You, surrendered to You, walking with You, knowing that You are a good God and that You are with us. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Come on, our team's gonna lead us. And as they do, I wanna encourage us. Why don't we come down our front? Let's lift, leave those weights, those burdens at the front. Let's stand together and let's believe for God to lift the weight of those things in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Jesus, for that childlike trust. God, thank You that You are with us. And when You're with us, God, we can trust. And I just pray for a deepening of trust in You, in Jesus' Name. Amen. And I love... Craig was, Pastor Craig was speaking to somebody this week, one of our great business owners. And he told him about how he's in the trucking business. And there's been a few days over the past month, quite a few days, where when they start their day, there's just no jobs at all. 
And his staff will say to him, well, what are we gonna do? And he says to him, you just wait, the phone's gonna ring. And he prays and he says, God, let the phone ring. And every time the phone is rung. That simple, childlike faith. God, let the phone ring. And every time the phone rings. Come on, what's God asking you to activate today out of this message? That just brings it back to that simple trust of God, I'm not gonna carry this. I'm not gonna carry what I'm not meant to carry. Jesus, I trust You. My priority is following You, not being concerned about all these other things. And I know that there are people here today and you haven't yet made the decision, you know what? I'm gonna choose to be yoked to Jesus. I'm gonna choose to be surrendered to Him. I'm gonna choose to rest in Him. You know, the Bible talks about in Romans 6, how all of us live slave to something. We can live slave to sin, wanting to do it our own way, or we can live as slaves to righteousness. And when we live as slaves to righteousness, doing things God ways, there is a freedom, there's eternal life that comes because of it. There is a peace that comes, there's a joy that comes, but it comes because we choose to be surrendered to the right thing, yoked to Jesus Christ, who is good and He is good all the time. And if you haven't made that decision yet, to be surrendered to Jesus Christ, to say, you know what? I wanna be, I'm sick of trying to do this on my own. I'm sick of messing things up all the time. You know, sometimes people come into church and think, oh, everyone's just perfect here. None of us are perfect, myself included. But we've all surrendered to a God who is perfect. And as we surrender to Him, He brings us victory where we need it. And so if you're in this place today where you're saying, you know what, I haven't yet made that decision to surrender to my life to Jesus. Or maybe you once did, but you know you're no longer living yoked to Jesus. You've gone your own way. Maybe like Martha, got distracted by all these other things, but today you're saying, you know what, I'm coming back to Jesus. For all of us online, this is a prayer that we wanna pray for you as well. You're saying, you know what, I'm surrendering my life to Jesus Christ. So if that's you, for everybody in the room right now, you're saying, you know what, while every eye is closed and heads are bowed, if you're making that decision today, I wanna surrender to Jesus right where you're standing. Why don't you raise your hands to heaven and say, that's me today. I'm making that decision to surrender to Jesus. All those in their home that are online right now, why don't you lift your hands right where you are as well and say, hey, Jesus, that is me. Thank you, Jesus. It is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, for all those online right now who are putting up their hand and saying, hey, that's me today. I want to acknowledge Acknowledge Jesus, to surrender Him, no longer battling my wrongs, my sins, what separates me from Jesus on my own. In an instant, when we say we're surrendered, Jesus comes alongside us and He says, hey, I'm now walking this with you. So come on, why don't we pray this prayer together for those that made that decision online. Why don't you pray this as well? Jesus, I surrender my life to You. I wanna walk with You. I'm sorry for my wrongs, for my sins. I want a new start in You. I wanna know Your love, Your joy, Your freedom and Your peace. I surrender to You in Jesus' Name. Everybody said, Amen. Come on, why don't we give all those a hand that made that decision. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Melbourne campus. If you're not in Melbourne, then join us for Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifeau.org to stay connected and find out more.